Ladies and gentlemen, we are live, coming to you from the internet. Introducing first, with a professional record of a five-star rating, podcasting out of Baltimore, Maryland, Ricky Reed, Buddy Harlow, the MMA Marks Podcast. What's up, everybody? We have a great show coming up for you. We're going to go over Bellator 222. We're going to talk about some news coming up, and we're going to get into the new UFC fight where Hanato Moikano is going to face Korean Zombie. I can't wait. What do you got for us, bud? How you doing, man? I am very excited for these fights uh, this weekend. I was looking at the, f- the fights earlier this week. And I just was thinking to myself, like, how did I not realize how good these fights are going to be? I didn't realize it either. And, I mean, after looking at it and going over a couple of the, like, records that they were looking at, I'm like, man, I really do know these fighters. You got Honata Mokano. You got uh, Korean Zombie. You got John Lineker, Rob Font. You got uh, Dan Ige. You got Ashley Yoder. Man. Yeah, it's stacked, but it's it's it's... It's very nice to have a card like this because, like, a lot of cards that we've been having are very every a lot of a lot of uh, things have been on the line for the fight. It's like winner lose, the winner gets you know a very big push or gets a title fight. Yeah, you're talking about number one contenderships, ranked uh, title shots, uh, championships are on the line. It's nice to have a a fight where they're just showcasing the fighters themselves. Yeah, it's like. I know, I know, we're just the watchers, but it's like less anxiety for us to watch these because, you know, if we're rooting for somebody, it's not like if he even if he loses, it's not much on the line in a way. Right, career maker, career breaker, kind of thing. This, this, is, this, is, a, this is a fun fight. Yes, I agree with you on this one. 100%. And I think I think this is right timing, um, and it's just what we needed. Yes, this is a good buffer between now and International Fight Week coming up in July. It's I mean, we still got Junior Dos Santos. And everything to go through with when he's facing uh, uh what is it uh Francis, Francis Ngannou I could I couldn't think <laughs> of his first name I'm sorry but yeah yeah this is gonna be a great great fight I already got my picks already lined up I can't wait to hear yours but uh, let's go over what happened over the weekend I mean we had Bellator 222 we had a great main event I didn't get to see much of the fights I just seen a lot of highlights because. My dumbass thought the fights were on Saturday and not Friday. Yeah, I I was the same way. I remember texting you and I was like, "Hey, uh, I thought the fights were on tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, and we both were like, eh, "Eh, we're not even gonna try and get together. It's Friday. We're both kind of settled in or whatever you were doing." Yeah, I was I was way off into the distance and I was already settled in watching movies and whatnot and and I could not believe that. I was messed up and that the fights were on Friday. And then I'm looking at uh, Instagram and everything and Twitter and I'm like, oh, damn, I totally missed these fights. Yeah, I just feel like, um, I mean, it might have been out there more, but 
I mean, we pay attention pretty good, and we missed that it was Friday instead of Saturday. I know Bellator does do that, but it's like, can we just pick a day or promote that it's definitely Friday more? You know what I mean? Right. I thought it was one of those double days. Like, there was a little, like, less less known fights on Friday, and then you had the big main event on Saturday. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I just, I didn't know what it was. I didn't, I just expected it to be Saturday. God damn it, promotion team. Get your shit together and promote it right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so let's let's get into it. What, what, give me give me some fights because I know that you watched some highlights and everything. I did watch some highlights and um, a lot of came out. A lot came out of this uh, Bellator actually more than usual that I thought. I mean, you had a lot of questions going in. Uh, one, how is Chael Sonnen going to look? Um, is Dylan Dennis going to be the potential prospect that he's meant out to be, the big star? Um, is is Rory still got it after finding Jesus, really? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> he found God, and then he questioned whether or not he wanted to hurt people or even be in the fight game anymore. And we got that answer. Yeah. I, I mean, with the main event, uh, Rory McDonald defeated Neiman Gracie. Unanimous decision. He looked very technical. From the highlights that I saw now, I will say once again that I, we did not see the fight's entirety. But... um He'd look very technical, but he looked like he didn't want to pull the trigger. And the highlights that I've seen and the end of the fight, it didn't look like he wanted to pull the trigger at all. It looked like um, he just wanted to point him out. Like, uh, I'll tag you a couple times, and I'm not going to knock you out. I'm not looking for the knockout. I'm looking to to beat you technically. Yeah, and I didn't really, you know, I didn't necessarily see the fight, but I heard some, like, you know, Scott Coker was talking about he wanted to have this next fight um, very soon. I can't remember how early. Well, this is a part of a tournament September, coming September, he wanted to finish the tourna- tor- tournament or whatever. Right. So it's going to be Roy McDonald versus Douglas Lima for for the, the yeah, million dollar he, McDonald buyout. said he can't do that early. Well, he, he said he needs some time. Money talks. <laughs> I mean, you, th- well, you think that's what it's about, or you think that he really legit wants to... Once the break, so he can heal up a little. I mean, after the highlights that I saw, it looks like he didn't want he didn't want to fight. Like he's looking for a way out. I don't think we see another year out of Rory. I think we got maybe maybe the end of the year, maybe January. You think? If we're you lucky. think it's you think he feels like he'll never live up to that Lawler fight? No, never. No, but I'm saying, do you think that's like maybe that's breaking him down mentally? No, I think I think because he feels like he's done did what the best he could do. I think just a lot of change in a man's life will 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 really change his life. That's what he's doing. I mean, he's he's now he's got something to fight for. He said over and over in pretty much every interview that he he all he had was fighting. That's all he had back in the day. You know that to prove himself, to test himself, to to make him go. To, to give him that fuel, give him that fire, was fighting, was competition. Now he has a house, now he has a wife, he has a child, he has his new faith. He has stability. He has stability, he has, um, and me, uh, I know this is hard to believe from, if you guys listen to podcasts, but, you know, I found Christ uh, recently. Why would that be hard to believe? Well, uh, uh, Are you not Christ-like? 
I'm not as Christ-like as I would like to be, but I'm, you know, I'm getting there. But I found Christ, and there was a big change in my life when that happened. Oh Jesus, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sure I can relate with Rory with that. When you have, when you find that that relationship with God, you your whole life changes. It, it is a big change, and it makes you question everything about your life. Yeah, and and it's just nice to see that he can question everything and still get the job done. He doesn't have to, you know, dial everything back completely. I mean, yes, he took a big back, and that was one of my questions that I got out of this fight. Uh, one being, you know, you can love Jesus and still fight, which was great. I, I, look I, at all them Brazilians. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, look at all the Brazilians. They sit there and cry. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but the big question I got out of this are we getting the best Roy McDonald that we've seen? I don't think so, but the thing is... I don't think so either. For one, it, Rory has always been kind of weird, though. He's he's off. He's, his, his mental state just always seemed a little off. He, he is he's a little... A weird dude. Yes. So, I mean, now that he has something to kind of calm the weirdness down or calm the crazy, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the religion calmed him down a little too much. Maybe. Uh, it, well, I mean, we're really going to get to know that with the Douglas Lima fight, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely want to watch that fight because... I think it's going to be his last fight, to be perfectly honest. I think he's We said gonna, that about the last time. He, we said that about, about this fight. Yeah. You think his next loss is the last time he no, fights? No, I don't think it... I think he wins that fight. I think he beats Douglas Lima. Okay. But I, I don't see him fighting much more than that. I, I think he might even vacate the title after he wins it. He gets the million dollars what from 50 cents. This is, again? This is uh, 185. 185? Yeah. This is middleweight. It's either middleweight or welterweight. I'm pretty sure it's middleweight, though. Okay, because I mean, still, I mean... Because he went up to 205 to Musashi's fight... Musashi's doing 185. Okay, then it's probably one. It's probably one seventy because he went up to fight Musasi, got yeah. his ass handed to him, and then went down. Because Bader's two hundred five and the heavyweight champ. Yes. So definitely he was. Yeah, he's one seventy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Process of elimination. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you you had to hear us work through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, I don't think we're getting the best Roy. I think this is coming to the end of his career. I wish him all the best. I'm glad he found God. You know. Brother in Christ, what's up? But um, you know, time marches on. He never said what God. No, yes, he did. I'm just 100%. messing with you. I was gonna say, we don't know if he's talking about some weird. No, hundred percent. He said, "I have found my Savior in Jesus Christ." Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. All right. So moving down the card, we got the co-main event, or as Jail called it. The main event and Rory with the encore, but um, you got Chael Sonnen versus Leota Machida. What did you think about this? With the highlights you saw, I think uh, they need to test him for extra piss in his piss system. Who Leota? Yeah, I think he's beating Father Time. Yeah, I mean that piss really helps him. It, it must. It must help. Kind of. I'm kind of harping on the piss <laughs> thing, but uh, yeah, I mean from what I hear. Cause I didn't even I didn't look up this fight at all. I just hear that it, it was almost more or less Chael not performing than Loyota looking upset, 
it's exception, whatever. Exceptional. Yes, that's the word. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think Chael lacked performance. I think he got outclassed. I think Leota rose the occasion and just beat him on all accounts in the striking and on the wrestling. That's what he does. That is what he does. <laughs> I mean, for for as tenured as Leoto is, I would expect him to not be as fast and, you know, maybe drag out the fight. But he was looking to end it, I think, he could have ended it in round one from what the highlights that I saw. And even Chael in the press conference said the referee came up to Chael and he was like, Chael was trying to help you out. And Chael looks at him like, man, I gave up three minutes ago. Where were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. I, I retired three minutes ago. You where, where the hell were you? You need to help me out better than that. You know? But all the... And Chell did the right thing at the end, you know. He he hung up the gloves and he retired. Now, I know I think it's the right thing to do. Do you think it was the right thing to do for Chell to retire? I mean, there, uh, he has other options. He's 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 involved with the Ariel Hawani sh- um, and the bad guy, Hawani and the bad guy. Yes. And he's got his own podcast and stuff, and I'm sure he's involved with lots of lots of other things. Do I think he stays retired and never fights again? Probably not. He'll probably get the itch and fight some, you know, find a good fight that just makes him want to train again or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's very possible. A lot of people don't stay retired these days. I know this is thinking way outside the box, but I want to see Chael Sonnen in a like a manager's role in like WWE or even UFC kind of being somebody's mouthpiece because that's what Chael was good at. Chael sold a fight better than anybody ever. Yeah, he he didn't sell it better. He had the most clever trash talk. I'll give him that. He just didn't have he had him he had an amazing approach about it, but at the same time it just didn't it was almost too smart for the mass. You know what I mean? You know, too clever. Too clever. It it was almost yes, I would say too clever because looking back at it now, oh my god, it was so on point. But when it was happening in the moment, now MMA marks, you know, the name rings true. I'm a mark for that shit. I was like, man, this guy's an asshole. I don't fucking like him. He's a dick. Yeah, he seemed delusional in a way. way. You know what I mean? Way out of left field. But when you look back at it on the second second go around, you're like, man, this guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. He's selling his fight. He's reeling me in. So you're saying basically back when we were casuals, you know, in, in a way, we were more casuals back then. Right. You know, uh, we didn't appreciate Chael as much. No, no. I should have I appreciated Chael way more than what I did. I mean, just just him selling the fight alone, being that heel bad guy, get, getting you to hate him in such a way that you wanted to see him get his ass kicked. And then to take a, a whole country, when he said that stupid shit where the Noguera brothers fed a carrot to the bus, 
<laughs> I couldn't stop fucking laughing. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> shout out the Juice Fight With Myself podcast because he shared that video on Twitter. Yes, yes. And that's where I've seen it the, from, yes. The, the best thing was, uh, for me, the, my favorite part was like, I wouldn't have said all that about Brazil if if I I, I I didn't even think they had the internet. Yeah, they didn't have computers in Brazil. <laughs> Dude, that was I was going on that. Oh my god. And then did you see the stuff that they had on Facebook or, or one of the social medias today where they were talking about well Chad was talking about in an interview, he was like, You wanna know how bad I had it? You wanna know how bad I had it? My dad my dad he barely made a hundred K this year. Barely made a hundred K. That's the kind of poverty I'm living in. And and you wanna know what else? You wanna know? Else? I seen a guy jaywalk across the street. He wasn't even in the crosswalk. That's the kind of shit we have to deal with in Oregon over here. And there was a police officer and he seen the whole thing and he didn't do nothing to stop it. Can you believe that shit? That's the kind of shit. You don't see that shit. You don't see that shit. And he was like, and I watched the guy just litter on the ground. Litter on the ground. Sure, sure. Somebody came and picked it up and put it in the trash. But I had to witness that type of shit. Can you believe <laughs> He's just going off. And back in the day, you know, I didn't think, I thought that was just delusional bullshit. But now looking at it and seeing the fight as a whole, man, I appreciate that shit. That's sold the fucking fight. All right, so now what I want you to do, and anybody else in Ricky's um, position, take a step back, take a quick breather, and then try to see Colby Covington in the same light. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. some of that shit's like, dude, he was so on point on some of his trash talk. Yes, it makes me appreciate all those guys a lot more than what I have been. The only problem is, is Colby Covington does do a little bit more cringier shit. Now, who's cringier? No, Col by far, Henry Cejudo. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I, I mean, Jessica I was pretty cringy on a lot of her shit, too. Oh, winning wins fights. Don't I, forget that. Yeah, and just, I mean, just, I mean, even when she was just trying to be cool, it was like, there was f certain videos that they weren't even pointing out as cringy, but I was like cringing. Right. Just her whole demeanor just kind of messes with me. Whew. I'm so sad that, to see her get murdered like she did. <laughs> yeah so Chael lost and retired that was the end of that <laughs> yes yes and you know we're not gonna lose Chael as a personality because we'll see him on the commentator's desk and oh, yeah. we'll and see him in the dude, podcasting world that's only gonna get better oh yeah because now he's gonna be just concentrated I mean, on that he'll probably still train but you know what I mean it's, it's not as intense he'll be able to focus more on um on his or, personality, on his yeah, on his other shit. Uh, yeah, just being a a, a a TV personality or or a podcast personality. Yeah, uh, I, I'm like I said. Uh, I guess I say all that to say thank you, Chael, man. He, you 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 ushered in the the era of the trash talk, and uh, I, I thank you for it, man. It's funny he's thanking you because uh, I know I'm more of the purist. I don't want to see all the bullshit, but I mean, I I I do appreciate it now. Looking back on it, Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck, or whatever he said. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> he said it better than you, but yeah, he said I'll it. Say, don't <laughs> don't don't think I'm trying to uh, outdo you on uh, the imp impersonation. All right, so moving moving on to Bella down to Bellator card real quick, just in uh, uh, in time that we have. 
we had a cool match with Koji Horiguchi versus Darren Caldwell. Now, Cor- Koji Horiguchi, I know I'm butchering your name, dude. I'm sorry. but I'm sure he's listening, <laughs> and he's so offended right now. <laughs> but he was he fights for Ryzen. He's in Japan. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I'm aware of this. So now. this was the cross promotional title. You know, both are bantamweight title holders. So, um, you know, and Darren, and Darren went over there first. Yeah, Darren went over there first, and he comes back over here. And um, this was Koji's first fight in the U.S. I think. Excuse me. And he did a he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, so he beat him over in, in Japan. He beat him over in Japan. And then he, he legitimized, legitimized his win over in, now because he fought over here. Because some people see Japan as maybe it's a little bit iffy if it's legit over there. Right. Now, now with that being said, this now our boy Juice brought up a good point. Does this make Horikuchi the best bantamweight in the world because he holds titles... In his weight class, in two promotions. He holds it in Risen, and he holds it in Bellator. I, so does that make him better than Henry Cejudo? I don't know, but I like getting people on the board to say that because I feel like it will... Um, if, we get, if you get enough people back in that whole idea, you, uh, UFC will get into the whole cross-promotion more. Yes, that's what I want to see. So, uh, is Fuck he the, these super fights? I want to see cross promotional fights. Stay in your weight class. Yeah, Stay in your lane. That's what I was going to tell you uh, earlier when I was talking about how Dana White was on his Instagram live earlier, and you do questions. One of the questions I kept spamming was, "Have you ever thought about cross promotion fights, or is there plans to do cross cross promotion?" You know what I mean? Because it's like that's such a thing that's on the horizon right now. Yeah. With you like, I think UFC should get into that just to shut everybody else up. Yeah, you say you got the best and the brightest talent. Why is this even a question? You should definitely be cross promoting. You should definitely show that the UFC is without a doubt the best place for the talent. If that if you're claiming that you are the best talent, then you should have no no problem whipping up on Bellator and Ryzen. So I say I want to see Henry Cejudo. Whip up on uh, Koji Horiguchi. So it's possible. That's what I want to see. And if Horiguchi wins, he's the best band weight in the world, guaranteed. Yeah, well, like, um, I think right now, if they, like, see, take the main four right now, right? Uh Ryzen 1, UFC, and Bellator. Right. And and you you have a tournament. God damn, I can't talk today. (laughs) Um, out of all four promotions, I would be willing to say I believe UFC would come out at least fifty percent. I'd go higher than that. I'd say seventy-five. Between all four of them, yeah, I would say that fifty. They would have fifty percent. I'd UFC. say once you get past fifty-five and into seventy, one seventy and above, UFC has got it, and then. Like one seventy and below, that's where it gets crazy. Because I don't know because Bellator has Bader, dude. That's that's a toss up. So you think Bader can beat John Jones? 
I think Bader would have to fight DC. Okay, do you think Bader's beating DC? I don't even think that's a fucking contest. I don't know, man. He dropped Fedor like nothing, dude. Like nothing. Yeah, he did. He did. That's why I said it's a toss-up, dude. Yeah. He dropped Fedor. You know, you're, you know now that you say that? Uh, with that quick fucking left, dude. Yeah. And then once... It's not so much that he dropped him. It's that he controlled him once he got down. Once he got down, he controlled it and just whipped up on him. No, but how quick it was, he just did not expect it. He got clipped perfectly. Right. He he took a page out of Mitrione's book. And, uh, I mean, I just, I'm just saying that, like, one championship, I mean, <laughs> Brendan Vera. <laughs> <laughs> what about Brendan Vera? I was like, he probably would get smashed, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the smaller weight classes, you know, 155, 135, 145. Yeah, they got Those a lot. guys, they're no joke. I mean, we not, we not, we don't know too much about them. But, I mean, they're smashing guys like Eddie Alvarez, and they're giving oh. Demetrius Johnson a run for his fucking money. So, I mean... Mortal Kombat style, dude. That's what's up. I'm down for that. Each team, each division from every team... Right. ...chooses, like, their top three guys. Yes. Dude, that would be so legit. That would... I, I'm down for it. <laughs> I'd even pay the extra money for it, you know, if you guys want to... Do a super pay-per-view or something. I'm down for it. You know it ain't happening. I know. So, so Cor- Koji Horiguchi, he beats uh, Darren Caldwell. He's got both belts. Now he has to defend it. He has to defend his Bellator belt at least once a year. So we're going to see him at least once a year to defend his Bellator belt. And the rest of the time, he'll be at Ryzen. Yeah, I mean, shit. It's only gonna make him a bigger star. Oh, of course! It's gonna it's gonna build it's gonna raise everybody up, and I, and I, I can't wait I, to help it. I hope that they continue to do this, and it encourages more cross promotions. Yeah, I'm all for the cross promotions. All right, so what what we got next on the rundown? <sighs> next, we have Dylan Dennis versus <laughs> Max really? Humphrey. Really? Hey, I have no energy for that dude. No energy whatsoever. All right, look. He well, won. Cool. He said he tore his knee or something. Okay. Before so, the fight, a week before the fight. Yeah, he 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 hurt his LCL in in sparring, and he still beat Max Humphrey. Do you see? Did you did did you hear who he called out? No, no. I seen that he tried to hold two belts like a jackass. He literally said he wants to fight John Jones. Fuck no. He said he would take his leg home with him. Is he smoking crack? <laughs> no, no, he's got to be smoking crack. You know, he was like, I come from a world of jujitsu where weight classes don't matter. He goes, I guarantee I'd, I'd fucking take his leg home with me. John Jones would split his fucking head <laughs> open, yo. Hey, man, I, I would, I would love to, I would love to see that. I would love to see John Jones split his shit. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, he's doing the right thing. He's calling out literally the world's best. If you think you're the world's best fighter, right? You're calling out the right motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I, I so guess. you know that that motherfucker has real false confidence. But this motherfucker's only fought <laughs> twice. That's what I'm saying. He has, in his life, dude. He has he has big confidence, dude. He has zero amateur fights. Zero. Yeah, Abs- but- zero. That's. I mean, you don't get no lower than he has zero amateur fights. He's only fought twice. 
in MMA competition. I'm just twice. saying his confidence is fucking through the roof. He's probably got the best confidence in all of MMA. He's a fucking jackass. To be that delusional, yes. Yes. <laughs> and and this, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to jump through it. This is what brings me up to Aaron Pico, okay? We're going to jump to it right now. Okay. Okay. Adam Boris versus Aaron Pico. Yeah. Adam Boris is fucking phenomenal. He's a he's a good ass journeyman. He's a high prospect, and you're going to take him up against Aaron Pico, who's only who's only what four? He's four and three right now after losing to Adam Boris. Okay. Okay. But you're going to give these stupid stupid ass fights to Dylan Dennis. I don't I don't understand it how we can how we can feed these. No name piece of shit fighters to Dylan Dennis and praise him like he's the next big thing, and then Aaron Pico, who's a who's a great talent who has all the potential in the world, who's just we're just throwing him to the fucking wolves with with um the fights with like Adam Borsch. I mean, what the what the hell is wrong with these bookers at Bellator? Well, I feel like Aaron Pico. Um they were, I mean, they were saying this from the beginning. Like, a lot of people don't want to take fights with him. I don't give a shit, man. But, I mean, like, so it's like he's 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 put not him in a tournament situation where they don't have a choice. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying that Aaron Pico had a lot of hype behind him, and that's why a lot of people didn't want to fight him. I, I I can understand that a little bit, but at the same time, you have to hone his craft, and that I don't know if it's. If it's Aaron Pico saying I'm way better and I need higher competition, or it's his management, or if it's Bellator booking agents, or Scott Coker himself, but they need to roll back the opposition a little bit because it was. You think it was a very terrible matchup? I think it's a horrible matchup. You're throwing you're throwing this potential star who ha- who needs who growth can, who can make you so much money. And you're not letting him grow. And you're not. Yes, you're you're stifling his growth as an MMA fighter. Granted, he has all the potential in the world. He has great takedowns, great striking. Yes, he needs to work on control once he gets on the ground because that's where he lacks right now. Yeah, is when he gets a he when he gets somebody on the ground, he's a bulldozer. He just he's just trying to bully him, bully them down to the ground. He's not very technical when it's on his wrestling. Okay. Or jujitsu, I should say. But his takedowns is awesome. His footwork is awesome. His striking, he, you know, he, he's he got a good right hand. But, I mean, like... Yeah, he left his head out there that one fight. Right. All these things can be honed in. But if you're going to throw him right to the wolves, his record ain't going to mean shit. Right now, he's like a 500 fighter. You got this potential to be a huge star. and And you're killing him. The way you're throwing, you're, it's like, it's like if um, I didn't know you Greg, were so obsessed with no, it's just Pico. Pissing. No, like, I'm not obsessed. I just with realized Pico. it's like, man, he really likes Pico. I do like Pico, I, but what what sucks about it is that you have this potential. You have such potential to make your brand so much bigger than what it is. Because I want to see Bellator succeed. I want to see Bellator be a real competition to UFC. Because that's how everybody's going to get better. And to do that, you're going to need guys like. You're going to need guys like this Aaron Pico. You're going to need guys like this Gallagher and Bendetez. But Bendetez got his ass choked out by Patrick Mix. And I understand <laughs> all that. Yeah. But you're going to need these stars to elevate your brand and to just kill your brand. And then you're going to you're going to you're going to back and protect 
Dylan Dennis. Just mm, that pisses me off because Dylan Dennis is a punk ass bitch. I don't that, think that they're protecting him. I hundred percent think they're protecting him because he's Connor's boy. That's we'll why see. they're protecting him. We'll see. Uh, I think they're going to give him a decent matchup next time. We're going to see because I'm saying I'm saying they're going to they're going to protect him for the first four fights. So this is fight number two. So he's going to get two more easy ones, and then he's going to get some real competition. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But I think you put him in, in there with a real boxer or somebody who a real true MMA guy that can. That what weight class is Dylan Dennis? Dylan Dennis, I believe he's one forty five. I believe he's either one forty five, one. Oh, he's bigger than that. He's one forty five, one fifty five. I'm guessing. But anyway, uh... okay. So this is my question. This is my question coming out of the the Aaron Pico fight and the Dylan Dennis fight. Okay. First off, I got to talk about these are my little little things I got come from the fight from the Dylan Dennis fight. I got Dylan Dennis wear some dumbass shorts. He's he's got <laughs> some stupid ass leopard shorts. I uh, mean, I'm, I understand you want to stand out from the crowd and you want everybody talking about you, but fucking grow the fuck up and get some real shorts. Second off, what's the question that I got from it was, what's the best way to build a guy? Because obviously Bellator is protecting this dude and they need to build him. I get it. You want that star power, right? But you're building Danis and you're killing Pico. Why not build them both? So and how do you build them? Okay, so UFC and a lot of recent fighters have proven, okay, yes, they're supposed to be promoters and, and promotion. They're the ones running the promotion. But you also have to promote yourself. So Aaron Pico not promoting and, 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 and uh, petitioning and, you know, trying to rally to get the right fights that he wants, calling out the right fights and really taking a strategic approach to it, that's his fault. I agree. Um, Dylan Dennis, I believe that he's doing everything in his power to promote and show he but I feel like it's Bellator holding him back. But I think he could do better things. But the thing is too, you gotta what I understand and I'm gonna take Bellator's side for a little bit. Like with Dennis, you have to have this sanctioning body. You have to get. You have to make sure that these fights are sanctioned. And I understand you have to find a middle ground somewhere. You have a really good jujitsu guy, right? And he's never had any MMA fights. So when the sanction comes and says, "How many fights has this guy had?" and you go, "Oh, he's only had one fight," they're not going to put him up against a guy that's ten and three. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, I'm. J- that's. But I'm saying, like, give him a little bit better competition, like. Give him a jiu-jitsu um, so, guy is what so, I'm saying. Or, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Somebody, even if they have the same similar record, somebody that it has as much hype about their skill. Right. You know what I mean? Give him somebody a little bit more skillful, a um, little bit more dangerous than what he has been being given. Just just to, sh- to put him in some dangerous, more dangerous positions than he has been in. Right, I mean, but I mean, he like I said, he's doing the right things in my opinion. Oh, Dylan the, Dennis the, is a great the promoter. leopard shorts. I'm not I didn't that even he's see not. him. I didn't see him, so I don't know how bad they were. But at the same time, they were I was fucking like, dude, leopard print, dude. You're standing out now. People talking about you with your fucking shorts. Oh yeah. So I'm saying you 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 keeping that that they kept you remembering him. Yeah. And, and uh, he's and, a jackass. Him I calling out that. Jones and, and and confidently saying that he would be able to whip his ass. That's pretty cool in my opinion. He's doing the right things. And from from a promoting yourself, 
I feel like he's he's very good at that. He took a he took a good page out of Connor's book. So who do you blame? Who do you blame for the rocket ship strapped to Dennis's back? And who do you blame for the miss uh, mismanagement of Aaron Pico? I don't feel like there's a rocket ship on Dylan Dennis's back. Are you? Kidding I feel like me? they're not. No, they're. I feel like they're holding them back. I feel like they should be p- doing even more. Really? Yeah. Okay. Dude, he has a following, whether it's hate or not. Oh, he, I'm not saying dude, that he knows. They, they, he, they need to jump on that ship and and use their hype trains like UFC's been doing. Right. And he's got hype behind him, dude. Like, start putting him in some crazy matchups just to, you know, get the ball rolling on on, on people more talking. You know, people are watching him, so put him put him in some things to give him something to really talk about. Yeah, I agree. I, so I, I feel like that's that's that, Bellator's you know? that's Bellator's issue. Give them give them a little harder harder competition. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be more experienced, but harder competition. Gotcha. And then uh, Aaron Pico, like I said, that's his fault. He's not self promoting as much. He's not uh, tr- he's not being strategic enough about his fight, the people he's fighting, and, and and he's definitely not coming in there with a good game plan. I agree. I think I think that with Aaron Pico. His uh, pre-fight interviews and everything. He's like, I'm just here to, you know, sign on a dotted line. I'm a fighter. I'm fighting. Uh, you know, that's all I'm here for. They put the fighters in front of me, in front of me, and I fight. You know, yeah. You have a big name, and you have such so much potential. Like you, you can't don't squander this opportunity, dude. You could be the face of MMA if, if one, you were booked right, and two, you promoted yourself correctly. I think he needs to get in a management or get with a manager that, that can promote him properly. You were really big on this hype train. I, I did not I did not know no, that. It's not it's not so much the I didn't hype. give a shit about Aaron Pico like that. I thought he was kind of cool. No, I, I want, but it's just... I'm not so much hyped on Aaron Pico as I am the mismanagement of this talent. So it's Bellator. I want to say it's Bellator because in the end, you're making those fights. You're throwing this dude to the wolves, and and that's fucked up. If you want to build your brand, build your brand on this dude. Build your brand on that dude. As much as I really I think Dylan Dennis is a, a jackass, Build build your brand on that guy. Yep. You know that that that's gonna that's gonna bring more casuals, more viewers, more everything, and build your brand up. I understand that, but yeah. I mean, don't shoot yourself in the foot when you got a a a really decent prospect. Yeah, I heard a few people say um, this was the night of death of the hype trains. I understand that completely. You because know, all the all the people that everybody was hyped up about Bellator, they all got fucked up. Right. I mean, look at well, Juan Archuleta lived up to his his fight, his hype. Juan Archuleta took that dude out, second round knockout, and he's on an eighteen fight win streak. And this is, is that the guy that's like seventeen and one or whatever. Or? He's eighteen and he's eighteen and one now. But yeah, he's okay. on an eighteen fight win streak. So this is this is where I don't. This is what. I don't like about MMA media. So at the pros post fight press conference, right? There is 
Patrick Mix sitting right next to Juan Archuleta. They're in the same weight class, right? Patrick Mix just beat Ricky Pendetes. Okay. Ricky Bedheaders um, just beat their number one prospect in Gallagher, right? Yeah. And then Patrick Mix comes in and chokes out Ricky Bendetta's. So they're like, oh, man, that's that's fucking awesome. And Ricky Bendetta's got a split decision win over Juan Ocholeta. So they're like, th- they ask him in a post-fight conference, hey, Patrick, you know, do you think you deserve the title shot over Juan Ocholeta because, you know, you beat that, you beat Ricky, you beat Ricky. Yeah. Quickly, you know. And, and Juan Ocholeta, or, or, uh, Juan Ocholeta is just sitting there quietly. He ain't speaking up. He's just looking at Patrick Mix. And Patrick Mix luckily says, no, I don't think I deserve a title shot. I'm only two fights in this game. You know, Juan's on an 18-fight win streak. I think he's more than proven himself. Yeah. You know. But just being an asshole to ask that question. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I just I feel like that's a trend. Yeah, a little bit. But yes, it it was the death of some hype trains. Yeah. On this whole card. But yeah. Um so that so that was uh Bellator two twenty two. I mean, I didn't watch much else, and that's pretty much all the hype and all the seen, highlights that I've seen. I see Musasi is fighting this Saturday. Who's he fighting? I have no idea. I just that's all I've seen. <laughs> okay, I didn't know he was. Like I said, this is this is new to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, we got a UFC this Saturday. We got a Bellator this Saturday, and we have bare knuckle fights this Saturday. Thank. I don't know how you feel. How do you feel on this, on this uh, Artem Lobov versus Paula Malanaji? <laughs> Paul Giamatti, yeah. the actor. <laughs> um, I feel like that it's a it's 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 boxing, not kickboxing. Correct? Yes. Yeah, the boxer's gonna win. Well, it's bare knuckle boxing. They're wearing gloves. Are they wearing gloves for real? They're wearing gloves. It's in Florida. No. They have to wear gloves. Shut the fuck up. They got like a little slit where the knuckles will be. No. Are you for real? I'm dead serious, dude. What kind of bullshit is this? I'm dead serious. This is a bunch of crap, man. So it's not even like true bare knuckle. They're they're still calling it bare knuckle because there's like a slit. Oh, my God. It's like a thong for a fucking bare knuckle. (laughs) You know what I mean? Fuck that. Oh man! Kind of just took anything that any little hype you had about that fight. And yeah, I don't even want to talk about. It. Let's move on. I don't <laughs> even like, want to talk about that no fight now. Yeah, fuck that. So fight. Paul's probably gonna win. Correct. Well, it's I, leaning more well, towards Paul. It's, it's leaning more towards Paulie, but I, in, oh, man, I I think these guys are ultimate trolls. Honestly, I think they're just trolling people in general. Who? Paul Malnagy and Artem Lobov. I think Artem Lobov is just doing it for the hype. No, and I think I think Paul Malnagy is doing it just to just to get his name out there. I one hundred percent believe that Artem believes everything he's saying. Really, choo choo, motherfuckers. Really? Yes. I don't believe that shit. He's like, yeah, jump on the train now, choo choo, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that at all. I I think it's all a big old work. I think they're just trying to build that 
bare knuckle f- boxing shit and 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 p- Arm just likes to fight, you know what I mean? He's just a fighter's fight yeah. fighter, but yeah, he doesn't have a good is. record. I think he is, but I, I I just personally I can't wait till this fight is over. Now that now that I seen that or that you heard. Now that I heard that there's gloves involved too, it just It's like, ah, we'll uh, just we'll just hear who won. Yeah, it just deflates everything all uh, yeah, it's just crap. <laughs> it's a bunch of crap. I'm sorry to piss on your parade yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know, I wanted I wanted to see a little bit to it, but now that now it seems like they're wearing the road rice gloves and whatever. Just ah, get the fuck out of here. Yep. All right, so let's move on to to what uh, some news. You got anything news wise? Uh, I know you got plenty, so I don't got plenty, but I got a few things. You know, I was say because I I didn't prepare anything today. It was oh. a little, a little oh. off off week for me. How lovely for you to admit that you are coming here unprepared. It is what it is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got this though. You know. Um, just coming out tonight, today actually, because this is Tuesday, um, we have uh, Shevchenko versus Karmush is signed and ready to go. Yeah, for Gorilla. Aug- yeah, Gorilla <laughs> for August 10th. Looks like we're going to see another murder. What do you think? Uh, might be a different fight. Um, might be more ground. Yeah, yeah. It might be longer. I'm, I, I say that, but... I think Zivchenko whips her ass. I don't see anybody challenging Zivchenko for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I just I just feel like that that fight will be more on the ground than anything. Yeah. Because I feel like she's, you know, maybe less likely to get knocked down on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um So a little bit lighter note. Um did you see the Posts that uh, Captain Cringe himself, the King of Cringe, Henry Cejudo, showed out. He finally met up with the Bella Twins. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you get Triple C, gets his gets his twins now. You know, it's kind of cool. I, I thought it was cool. You know, if you say you got a crush on your celebrity crush, can you imagine you like your your fighter or your you're a sports. You you're you're at the top of your game in your perspective field, you know. And you say, "Yeah, I got a crush on a celebrity," and then you go out and win your championship, and then you get to meet that said celebrity crush. I mean that that's pretty cool for the guy, even though he's the Captain Cringe and King of Cringe or whatever. He's still a virgin. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> like when Colby Covington is talking shit on virgins, he's talking to Henry Cejudo. <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, what man do you know has like a legit like celebrity crush that they just have on point? True, I, true. I have multiple celebrity like women that I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah, definitely, yep, yeah. uh huh. But I don't have one that I'm like, oh man, I I just have a thing for her. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I get you, I get you, hundred percent. Yeah, but it, it was nice to see that Sahudo. You know, his dreams are coming true. On all fronts. <laughs> so, yep. So it'll be cool. He'll have something to uh, think of at night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because you know he didn't smash. Oh, hell no. You know he didn't smash. No, no way. He ain't. I mean, as confident as he, or as cringy as he is, he ain't, he ain't getting none of that. No way. He probably did some weird shit where he actually tried. 
<laughs> I'm just imagining this shit like, yo. And they were like, uh, you're out of your fucking mind. We're here for a photo shoot. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and this, get the fuck out of here. And this is because Vince McMahon asked us to do this. Yeah, you're cute. See you later. Like a little puppy cute. That's about it. So, right before this podcast, we checked out the new Contender series. What did you think about that, man? Oh, my God. Okay, so... I. <laughs> I didn't watch that that often the the last few what seasons. I don't know how many that was it two three that I already went through. Yeah, I think so. Um, I didn't watch either. When it when it was on it was on Fox or whatever, and it was just like hard I to catch. It was on Fight Pass. I don't. Either way, I just remember it was like hard to watch, like hard to catch. But it just it just kind of had perfect timing for us today. Yeah. And luckily, we did watch it because I feel like it, it it lived it lived up to what I was hoping it would. Right. Uh, it was really cool because, like, the ring is definitely a lot smaller. And it's just, like, there's different aspects to it. Like, the small ring kind of keeps it a little bit more closer. Um, it's got that ultimate fighter where there's not that many people. It's not, like, a big arena. So you get to hear everything. Like, the coaches say something. It's, like, a very intimate fight. And and they have to. The thing is, is like even if they win, they're not getting the contract. These are fighting for UFC contracts, and uh, they have to impress Dana White with a great win. Right. It's not just. It's not just. Oh, you won the fight. Now you get a contract like the Ultimate Fighter. This is. You have to impress everyone, including Dana and Dana especially. You have to get the finish. You have to do it impressively. To get these contracts, and and I mean that's that's really it's 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 really cool, and I think it does make it a little bit more exciting of fights, but it also throws people off that it's such an intimate set, setting. I guarantee none of them are used to fighting for a quieter crowd that's like a smaller crowd. Well, it kind of feels like a gym war almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like it seems like that's a like that's a gym. But they do have the bleacher seats and everything. Right. Like like when you go to, I know this sounds weird, but yes, it still happens that you go to another gym with your team to spar uh, on a opposing or a, or a rival gym. That's kind of what it feels like, you know. It's real quiet. There's no crowd. I mean, there's a little bit of a crowd in there, but it's... But this ain't no fucking sparring. N- no. Well, no, they're going hunter. They're going one hundred percent. I understand it, but uh, you can hear all the coaching. Everybody's quiet and respectful. You know, there's not, uh, you know, ten thousand people there. It's intimate. Yeah, it's it's extremely intimate. Now I will say the only the only gripe that I have with the whole experience is the camera uh, handling. You know, it, it little it, amateur hour. A little bit. You know it. But I feel like that might be intentional. Like it's trying to be more reality. I don't. I don't need that. I but don't, you know what I mean. Like it almost. It didn't feel like it was like, uh, like they were failing at an attempt to look professional. It was almost like they weren't even trying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you remember me saying it, but I re- I really do feel like it's kind of cool the way. He, and <laughs> some people might not agree with this because especially because Dana White so hated. But I was like, this really, this really feels like a gladiator type uh, of scene, where it's like two two people fighting, and and everybody when they get done fighting, they have to go see the king 
To, you know what I mean? Like, if you win, you 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 get out of the slavery of, you know, the gladiator thing, whatever the fucking story's supposed mm-hmm. to be. But really, it's like two guys are trying to get the nod to get uh, a contract. Yeah, just you move out of the amateurs, and you move into the big dogs. They, you move into the pros. They really got they really got Dana White painted as, like, the king. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like, it's kind of cool. Hail Caesar. Hail Dana White. You know? It, it kind of that out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's nice to see that uh I, you know i like the whole that he has a brand new arena just for this with what is it called the apex arena yeah i think so yeah i mean that i was doing that really looks good i mean i i like the way it, it it's uh portrayed in the in the series and they're not traveling around every he can hold everything there you know and i'm sure after a while, the camera angles are going to get better, hopefully. I mean, I like that raw feel a little bit, but I don't want to feel like I'm watching cops when, when the fights are on. Yeah, I mean, I think you're being a little bit critical, or you know what I mean? But I do feel you. Like, some of them are kind of almost like dizzy cam. Yeah. So, I think this is the perfect time now uh, to jump into a question or a message that we received over anchor yeah um this is a message that will not get introduced in no introduction <laughs> uh we're just gonna play it for you yeah let's i feel like it. that's better yeah and, and now, I, by the way neither one of us had heard this i started to play the first five seconds of it and ricky said you know what let's have a genuine reaction to this on the podcast i've not heard this at all neither as buddy and you know this is going to be our first listen of this whole thing so if it sucks we're sorry but if it's great we'll get our general reaction so here we go so this is um this is it i'm just gonna play it okay this is juice from fighting with myself i said we're not gonna introduce it oh okay well well, jerk off fuck you (laughs) (laughs) what's happening guys this is chael p sonnen and the p Stands for retired. What's going on, MMA Marks? You know, I got a bone to pick with Brett Okamoto. That wimp. Thinks he can ask me about my dad after I just got KO'd by Machida? Come on. Anyway, I want to see your fight, your thoughts on the fight coming up with the zombie. Korean zombie. He looked good in his last fight with Yarir. We lost at the last second. How do you think he'll bounce back? Oh, and by the way, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, he does do a good chair. Holy hey, shit. I'm telling you. He does do a good he's chair. He's spot on. He, he is very good. He got the mannerisms down, <laughs> son. It's funny. Like, yeah, every now and then he'll, he'll do that on his own podcast. It's called Fighting With Myself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And I, I, I said, Hey, look, man, can you do me a favor and send in a, a message with Chael? <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? That's awesome. And, and thank you, Chael, for, for, <laughs> for, <laughs> for coming out, you know, and, uh, Moicano versus Korean zombie. What do you well, think, man? F- first, I want to touch on the, uh, the guy, uh, Brett Akimoto, Akimoto. Okay. Did you, you, did you hear about that? I didn't hear about what he was saying. I just 
that's the first time I heard anything about. So he he said his his father had passed or whatever, right? Chael's father. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, like whatever, and he like you know he always said that he promised his dad that he was gonna be a champion. Ooh. So after he retires, Ooh. he said, "What what would your father say?" Ooh, you ignorant motherfucker! And then and then he responds. Chael responds very emotional. But he responds to the question, what would you say to your father? And he didn't hear it right. But he like half cried, said, I'd tell him I tried. It was wow. it was like a real fucked up like thing. Wow. Fuck you, Brett Akaboto. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, like that's a little bit like it's kinda fucked up. What a dick move. But Chael's been getting a lot of hate, by the way. Um Really? There's another guy, I, I forget his name, but like everybody's talking shit on him. I think it's like uh Lay lowly or some shit. Um, he's a journalist also. Okay. Uh, I think for Yahoo Sports or some bullshit. All right. And uh, he had made like a article or a page. I don't know what the fuck he's on. And uh, I said, uh, Chael Sonnen, the biggest cheat in all of MMA or all UFC. Or the baddest cheat. The worst cheat. In all of UFC, or retires today. However he worded it, but Chell actually came back and said, uh, you're wrong, I wasn't the worst cheat, I was the best. <laughs> so, I mean, he, you know what I mean? But, uh, dude, everybody's hating on that journalist now, too. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to go on record with MMA Marks, and I hope you feel the same way, buddy. But Ricky from MMA Marks says, fuck you, Brett Akimoto, and fuck you, Yahoo Sports, for saying that shit. I think it was a dick move, but I also... It's a big-ass dick move, no, and they can I, I suck a like, dick on top of it. I still like Brett Akimoto. <laughs> I mean, you go... I like him over Ariel. Okay. Okay. Okay? So, I mean, I do like Brett Akimoto. I think it was a dick move. It was a really dick move, too. You we, don't say all, something about it. Like yeah, that. we all make mistakes. I guess. But, um... I guess. Um, dude, That that's a dick move. And as far as the cheating goes, it's like a lot... Dude, when he was, when he hey, was wait, hey, in look. his prime... Like, or when he was in his, like, UFC days, it wasn't as regulated, dude. I mean, it was like everybody, I mean, I still feel like it's not as regulated. No, you know it's what nowhere mean? near it's it's like, what it should be. They say he's the worst, but it's like, dude, everybody was on something. But he told you what he was on. You know, he, it, it wasn't like he, he came had... out and told everybody when he got caught. He was the first to ever be completely transparent transparent about it. Yeah. So, I mean, at least, at least he just owned up to it. And what did you think? Did you see the interview with him and uh, TJ? No, I was a little bit. I don't know how. I was. I'm hesitant to watch it because I I don't want to hate TJ, and I feel like it's going to make me. It's not going to make you hate TJ. I seen I seen most of it. It was a pretty good interview, and to uh, TJ's credit, he didn't dodge any questions. And I, I think Chell was the perfect person to do it because Chell knows exactly what he's going through with the EPO shit and, you know, getting caught cheating a little bit. And then he he's kind of trying to build him up in a, in a sense, you know, like, dude, you're going to come back from this. You're going to be better. And, and trust me, it's only one mistake in the grand scheme of things, kind of thing. But was it was he saying this and and thing and really backstage cameras off? Hey, I'm gonna hook you up with my guy now. 
I don't think so. <laughs> he knows it. He knows how to beat that fucking Usada test. I'm, my my people are gonna talk to your people, and you're gonna come back better than ever because you're gonna be able to cheat better. That would, that would be fucking funny. That's probably true. Yeah, but I I hope not. But it didn't come off that way in the interview. It it I think Chell did the best that he could do with TJ. You know, and uh, the interview didn't come off like TJ's a piece of shit. You know, it, it, it was actually done pretty good. It was done. It was probably the best interview out of all the media representatives. I don't think he could come in and do that with Luke Thomas or he can come in and do that with Schmo or Ariel or any of the bigger names. Could have did it with the Marks. You damn right. You damn right. <laughs> you know, right. You know damn right. Well, you would not have went that easy on him. He would not have got that far. No, he would have. He would have. You know. You know. I. I like, fuck you. You dirty cheat. No, I wouldn't have said that. I would have. I would have. I would have been upfront. I would have been direct with him. But I would have led with that question. That was my fault. That would be my downfall. You know. I'd have been like, look, dude. How, why? Why did you cheat? That's what I would have done. I would have came out like that to him. But. And uh, you know I would have added in, yeah, dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Nah, but yeah, I can't watch that. So uh, w- w- where were we? I, I, we keep drifting off so much today. That's all right. That's all right. We weren't drifting off too bad, you know. Um, so we talked about the Chael interview. We talked about cross promotions. We talked about the Korean Zombie. That was our question from. Chael Sonnen slash Juicy from uh, Fighting With Myself was how do you think Hanato Moicano versus Korean Zombie is going to go? Yeah, how do you think how do you think Korean Zombie going to bounce back? I think just... That's what he said. I think Korean Zombie is going to bounce back really nice because Hanato Moicano quits once he's in um, adverse situations. You know, you put a little pressure on Hanato, he's going to break. Hanato's good when he's going downhill. He's a downhill fighter, you know. Once he gets a couple jabs in and you wince a little and he sees he sees a little break in you, he's going to he's going to roll downhill with that. But if you stand and bang with him like Zombie's capable of and you stay in there and you give him some opposition, he's going to break faster than Yeah than you do so I think um, uh, Zombie's gonna win 100% how I um, well if you wanna do you, it like might, that you might as well give your but pick you might as well okay so I think um, Chan Sung Jung is going to win v- via decision I think he's gonna he's not gonna walk through him like that I think he's gonna walk through a little bit but I think he's gonna be tentative from the war that he came out of fighting Yair Rodriguez. Okay. And I think he's going to uh, outpoint Hoinata Makano because he's not going to be as aggressive as he used to be. Okay, so take it like this. Um, he got knocked out literally right at the bell of the fifth round. Yeah. I think he's going to try and take him out early. I said this last week. Yeah, I know. First round KO. First round? 
I said that last week too. Okay. I said he's gonna walk right through Huinato, Hanato Moicano's uh, jabs because I said, he, I mean, and and it's known that he has a sweet jab, and it be it throws people off. He knocked. I mean, he practically knocked out Cub Swanson with that jab. Right. And uh, I think Korean Zombie gonna walk right through. He's gonna walk like a zombie right through his, and he's just gonna knock him the fuck out. Do you think Yair compromised his chin at all? No. Not at all? No, he's tired, and it was a weird angle that he didn't see coming. That was probably the best elbow I've ever seen. He didn't see it coming. It wasn't, it, I don't think it, I don't think it, like, it, wow. and the thing is, is, like, I don't think that it actually did damage. I think it just kind of put him out. What do you mean? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. It didn't, it, it didn't, either put him out or it didn't do damage. Which I don't, one? I don't think it put him out bad. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, he it, was face first in the canvas, yo. He, he Ass hit, up, face down. He hit his button. He didn't, like, fucking <laughs> scramble his brain. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I was going to say, because... I mean, I just mean... Zombie was face down, ass up, out cold. You would remember that, wouldn't you? I would remember that. You know? It's all right. <laughs> that, was, that was one of my favorite so fights I, of the year. That was my favorite fight of the year, come to think about it. So, like, you you think he was tired when he, that happened, so I think he's going to try and get it done quick. Yeah, yeah. If I was him, I would try to try to knock out Moicano that quick too. All right. Let, well, I don't want to give everything away, so let's move down to the beginning of the card. Let's, All right. Let's let's make our picks now that we're on that subject. All right. Get, give me a switch. All, All right. right. So we got Andre. I meant on the uh, screen too. Oh, sorry. We got Andre Ewell versus Anderson Dos Santos. And this is a bantamweight fight. It's a pick 'em fight. And to be quite honest, they didn't even have odds on this fight. Okay, well, um, I remember Andre Ewell beat um, Henan Burrell. Shut the fuck up. No way. Really? Yeah, but I think you even picked this guy <laughs> against Henan Burrell. Well, I'm picking this guy again, okay? I'm just going to come out there right now. But I'm right saying because, like, I mean, you know that Hannah Burrell was on his way out. Yeah. So he got him on the tail end. Yeah, okay. Of Hannah Burrell. Right. So, but I didn't have him. I don't, I think I, you know, I, I've always been a Hannah Burrell fan. So seeing somebody beat him, I, I think he's probably, I didn't really look at it. Look at, see, after I seen that he he's the guy, he's one of the guys that beat Hannah Burrell, I didn't even bother looking at those Santos, but he might, as, he may as well have a win over Hannah Burrell also. I didn't check, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Ewell. Um, decision. So you got Ewell decision. I got Ewell decision. Uh, so no real opposition here. Uh, so let's move on. Or we go on to uh, Darren Wynn versus Eric Spicely. What do you think? This is a middleweight fight. Darren Wynn is five and zero, and Eric Spicely is twelve and four. So Darren Wynn is the guy that I said fought at um, that boxers promotion. What the hell is the boxer? You uh, mean Golden Boy Promotions yeah. with Oscar De La Hoya? So he fought on the MMA promotion. Yes, he is a tank and a half. Yeah, he, he's a little guy. He's a he. He's not. So at one eighty five, think of it this way: one eighty five guys are usually like five ten to six five. One there. 
this dude's probably walking around at like five eight. If that. If that. And he is he is a four by four by definition. He is four foot tall by f- four foot tall. He is very, very compact. But yeah. he looked really good in Golden Boy promotion. Yeah, and um I'm not sure if Eric Spicely is the opponent or if, if he's the new matchup, but I know that his if that's the original opponent, he's not fighting him no more. Because his opponent got switched last minute. Um and it's like three different people turn it down. So that might be the person that finally took it or it might be the other way around. Well, as of this day, Tuesday, Darren Wynn is fighting Eric Spicely. So either way, uh that being said, I'm gonna go with Darren Wynn. Um first round knockout just because I want to see it. All right, so you got Derek Wynn, first round KO. Darren. Darren. Darren, excuse me. Darren Wynn. Don't you make it sound like I don't know his name. Uh, I know you don't know his name. You don't give a shit. That's a little DC. (laughs) I have Wynn also, but I have him in a second round TKO. Winning wins fights. Winning does win fights. (laughs) Winning. (laughs) Courtesy of Jessica I. (laughs) All right, moving on. All right, we got... Uh, Ariane Lipsky versus Molly McCann. Molly Meatball McCann. Now, if you can't tell already, I'm a little biased. I want Molly McCann to whip up on her. Molly McCann is eight and two, with Adriana Lipsky being eleven and four. Just the performance that Molly McCann put on the last time, where she got her eye broken and she still whipped that girl's ass. I'm thinking Molly McCann's gonna whip up on her. I got Molly McCann beating her submission in the second round. Yeah, she's got a real fighter spirit, um, Molly McCann. And I I can't go against that. So I'm You're gonna, damn right you can't go against it. I'm going to go with Molly McCann, uh, decision win. That's right. My man, what round? Uh... First round decision. What the fuck do you mean? You just, you, I, you just said submission. Now you're saying decision. First I said round. decision the whole time. Worked like that. I said decision. Oh, I thought you said submission. So Excuse when you said what, so when you said what round? That's why I was like, <laughs> the fuck? Why would you ask what round of a decision? I thought you said submission. Excuse me. I could have sworn you said submission. I said decision. All right, decision. 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 All right. Now I'm going to butcher the next name, but it is what it is. Okay, so we have Matt Wyman. Hold on, you skipped one. Oh, sorry. Alan Crowder. Excuse you me. thought you were going to butcher Alan Crowder? No, 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 no. I'm going to butcher this guy. Yair Zohoi versus... Yeah, I am I'm just going to butcher this guy's name. Yair Rosenstruck. Yeah. Is, did I say that right? You want to give a shot at it? Uh, Rosin Truck. Rosin Truck. Alan Crowder versus Rosin Truck. Okay. Alan Crowder is 10 and 3. Rosin Crook is 7 and 0. Oh. This is a heavyweight fight. I really like the way Crowder looked against uh, Hardy when he fought Greg Hardy. What? I I understand that. He took some fucking damage. Yeah, he took an illegal knee to the fucking dome. Like, whoa. No, but he he was not getting dropped by his punches either. 
when a lot of other people went to sleep when Greg Hardy's punches. I guess. I mean, a lot of other bitches went to sleep. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Yo, he's such a hater, guys. I can't put up with the hate that comes out of this man. Oh, got- we call him Clayton Bigsby around here. <laughs> Just let the hate out. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I, I, you know, as I guess as you've already guessed, you know, I'm going for Rosen. I think Rosen knocks him out in the first round. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Crowder uh, decision. Yeah, you would. <laughs> All right. Moving on. You got a uh, violent Bob Ross versus Matt Wyman. Lewis Pena is violent Bob Ross, by the way. Um. We got. It's hard to pick against Pena. He's very, very big for that weight class. Yeah. I don't think he he keeps like missing weight. I mean, he's he's huge for that weight class. He needs to be up one. He needs to be in one seventy. I kind of want him to get knocked out. That's. I don't know why I just don't like him. <laughs> but he, you know, he. Uh, I said last week how that one uh, account on Twitter messaged him and he like signed uh, a parole officer. Oh yes. Something I he kind of is a cool guy, you know. Yes. But there's something about him I don't like. But I'm still gonna pick him by decision. You got Pena by decision. No, 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 no. Third round TKO. Took my thunder, motherfucker. You took my thunder. <laughs> I have the exact same thing. Pena, TKO, third round. Uh, well, I didn't know that. I know you didn't know it. All right, all right. Well, scrap that. Moving on. We got uh, Ashley Yoda versus uh, Cesiro Kondo. Sariri. Sariri. Kondo. Right. Kondo's easy to say. Yeah, Kondo. So we got Yoda versus Kondo. Yoder coming in at six and four, and Kondo coming in at six and two. Uh, I'm gonna say Yoder decision again, stealing my motherfucking thunder. I'm saying Yoder decision as well. You know, <laughs> you never bet on the Asian. That and like you know, I'm I'm a hand, Hendo fan. Yeah, you're Hendo. Ashley Yoder trains with uh, Dan Henderson, so he's. Super biased in this. It's all right. Um, so moving on. Uh, we got Dan Ige versus Kevin Aguilar. Kevin Aguilar, or Aguilar, however you pronounce it. Aguilera, Aguilar. I, I, I like his fighting style. I like the way he fights. But Dan Ige looks so fucking good his last fight. I know. I'm going to go... Uh, DNA gay decision. Okay, so you got Dan Ige's decision over Aguilera. I got Ige beating him second round submission. Yeah, it's possible, but I mean, Aguilera is so good. So Dan Ige's coming in at 11 and 2 record, and Aguilera's coming in at 17 and 1. Now, Danny Gay is the favorite, I will say, in all the betting in all the betting uh, sites I've went to, he is the favorite. I know, but that's 17-1, though. I didn't know he had that many fights. 
Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm changing my pick. Oh, shit. We got some. I'm going to do Aguilera uh, decision. Got some changes coming up. Aguilera saying decision. All right. You can't. You can't. Bet against seventeen and one, dude. With eleven to two, sure you can. I don't know. I mean, I... the only reason Danny Ige don't have more wins is because he's in Hawaii. Well, there ain't that many I, people. I guess fight. we shall see this Saturday. Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. All right. So who do we got next? Uh, we have the main card. This that so Danny Ige and Kevin Aguilar is gonna main event the. Prelims. prelims, yeah. All right, so moving on, we got Kevin Holland versus Alessio D. Chirico? Chirico. Chirico, yeah. That's my little guess. Okay. Kevin Holland is 14-4, and four, and Chirico is 12-2. and two. This is a middleweight fight. That's 185. Who do you got, bud? Kevin Holland, um, you son of a bitch. Well, I like Kevin Holland, and yeah, I know me too. He talks a lot of shit when he fight the whole time he's fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not that good, but I like his attitude. You were like saying all the things that I was thinking of when I was picking this dude. <laughs> <laughs> he talks a lot of shit. He's gonna he's gonna jab him up to no end. <laughs> it's gonna be great. He's gonna walk. He's going to walk around him. It's I don't think he's going to go that. Like I said, he's not that good. Okay, what do you got? Who you, how do you got him winning? Decision. Uh, me too. I think it's going to be a unanimous decision, but he's going to win. I think it will be a close fight. I think he's I think he's just going to edge him. All right. So moving up the card, we got Andrea Lee versus Montagna De La Rosa. Who do you got? Again, this is a women's flyweight division fight. I'll go with Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee? Yeah. Andrea Lee is coming in with a record of 10-2. and De La Rosa is coming in with a record of 10-4. and four. Andrea Lee comes in with the cowboy hat. Okay. She got the power of the cowboy hat. You got a round for me in a way? Decision. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be a long night with fights if it, if it's up to you. All your fights are decision except for two. Yeah, I mean, I got a couple first-round knockouts and some more first-round knockouts coming up. Okay, okay, we'll see. We'll see how it works. So, me, personally, Andrea Lee isn't that good to me. I'm thinking Montana De La Rosa is going to win. She's got more experience. She's a little more scrappier, a little more grittier. I'm going to say Rosa decision. Jesus, a decision... <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay, this is this is my second decision of the night. I don't want to hear shit. Hey, I'm just guessing, dude. I mean, these I are know. good matchups, though. I, know. And I don't gonna... think they're gonna be boring matchups. No, no, neither do I. I, I, I just, I just hope they don't go the whole decision the whole time, man. I don't want to put this in the judges' hands all the time. Yeah, me neither. But I'm, I'm just saying, like these, they're good matchups. Like I said, this is this is what we were talking about when we were saying this is a good card. Yeah. I mean, these guys are really evenly matched. All right, moving on. We got uh, Brian Barbarina versus Randy Brown. Barbarana. Barbarana? Is that how you say it? Barbarana? I yeah, was saying Barbarina. Matt Sarah always says, Barbarana, Barbarana, Barbarana. <laughs> so this is a welterweight fight, 170, and Barbarana 
coming in at uh, fourteen and six. Randy Brown's coming in with ten and three. Who do you got and why? Barbarana, first round knockout. He's a he's a brawler. He's a savage. And Randy Brown ain't ready. Randy Brown's gotten knocked out in the less dominant position. <laughs> you know, Nico Nico Price uh, yeah, knocked him out from from on his back. Yeah. So Barbarana throws them fucking hands. And I'll also I I've seen a little hype behind Barbarana versus um Mike Perry. So I think I think Brian Barbarana is gonna knock out Mike Brown quickly. And him and Mike Perry are gonna fight like sooner than later. I have a similar thought process. Um, I think Barbarina is gonna win, but I think that uh, Randy Brown's gonna run away. I think he's gonna jab, and I don't think he's gonna be as active as we expect. And I think he's scared of scared of the brawl. But I got Barbarina winning via decision and then moving on to fight Mike Perry yeah and I definitely got Mike Perry knocking him the fuck out yeah uh, as as do I (laughs) so uh, moving up the card we got the co-main event we got John Lineker coming in with a a record of 31 and 9 and this is Bantam weight 135 he's going to take on Rob Font which is uh, he's coming in with a record of sixteen and four. So who do you got and why? John Lineker round one knockout. No fucking way. Are you serious? All right, Lineker round one knockout. Let's go. Why is that? Why is that hard to believe? Well, because Font is very elusive. I don't see that Lineker's gonna like jump on him and knock him the hell out. I think he's gonna pick his spot and I think uh, he's going to take him down I think Rob Font's going to take him down Lineker I, is the is the Dan Henderson of 135 that's a big compliment not exactly <laughs> I mean I, I love Dan Henderson but Lineker has limited um, ways to win well, I mean, you must think pretty highly of him if you're going to say he's going to knock okay, the guy look, out in the first so round. You know, Lineker's coming in and and searching for that knockout. Oh yeah, you're you know that Lineker is searching for a head to knock the fuck off. Yeah, like his attitude reminds me of. So maybe Dan Henderson is, you know, maybe is a semi comparison because he also possesses the. Not always, but for the most part, I feel like he possesses the same attitude as, um, damn, the name escapes me, um, Gaethje. Like a Justin Gaethje type. Just looking for violence. He's just coming out there and ready to fucking throw down, dude. It's 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 great. Yeah. And I, I think that he's experienced enough in his, in his one game plan to where he's going to be all, even if Font is elusive, he's going to be able to cut him off and fucking catch him with that right. Okay. I mean, I think differently. I think Font's going to, like, take him down, like I said. I think he's going to get the rear naked choke and uh, submission in round two. Or, or I'm sorry, I actually said round three when I when I was doing my notes. So, so is it round three or round two? 
you know what? Uh, let's go round three. Okay. Rob Font, round three, submission, rear naked choke. All right. That's that's how I see that going. And we both did, uh, at the main event, we already went over, Honata Bucano. He's going to lose to uh, Mr. Jung with uh, Korean Zombie. And uh, Buddy thinks Korean Zombie's just going to run through him. Uh, first round KO. I don't see that happening. I I think he's going to be a little more tentative. I think Jungs takes it in decision fashion. Now, quick uh, quick little recap of my picks. Did I pick all decisions and first round knockouts, and that's it? No, you have a uh, third t- round TKO. Yeah, yeah. With, oh, I forgot about with, that with uh, Luis Pena. But pretty much, pretty much, really consistent. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny. I. I <laughs> I wish you all the best. I hope you lose every single one. <laughs> Why? We picked a lot of the same picks. Yeah, but different ways. <laughs> you picked decision. Most of them I didn't. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, man. You got anything else for you for uh, for this week? Um, How about looking forward to next week? You got anything that you want to maybe preface or uh, tease? Maybe not right now. I mean, I'm kind of blank. <laughs> okay. So, do you what? What did you? What did, do you have something? I don't have anything off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about maybe doing a fighter profile in the near future. Um, and if any of you guys listening want to hear any fighter profiles, you know, get some history on a fighter that you didn't know about or something, we'd be happy to do the research and and uh, talk about it. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll uh, promote for more fan questions. Yeah. And that way we can get some more um, interaction with you guys that are listening in. It's always fun to do. Um, I didn't even... i just been kind of slacking on social media. But lazy. It happens. Um, you lazy motherfucker. Yeah, so that being said, look out for all our social media. At MMA Marks. Or at MMA underscore Marks. And uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. That's right. All right, man. So this about wraps it up for this week. I'm Ricky. I'm Buddy. We're out of here. See you. See you.